The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Today we want to start with this series. Our devotional focus in the month of January is on purpose. Purpose. And we are starting with this teaching. We've titled God Has a Plan. Hallelujah. Let me hear somebody shout, God has a plan. And what we want to look into all through the rest of this month is purposeful living. Living a life of purpose. Purposeful living in troubling times. How many people will acknowledge that we are in troubling times? Or you are not awake to that yet? Please, please, please. Don't in the name of faith be ignorant about what's going on around you. I think there's that extreme some people get into. I've told you we're in perilous times. And you should be conscious of that. Perhaps it will affect your prayer life and the way you think. Because there's a way you can be saying, ah, I believe, ah, no, I'm not, and you, you are not. You are, I use this analogy. You are wearing um, Bermuda shorts and T-shirts. An American citizen, no. And you're walking down the middle of the road in Afghanistan. You don't know where you are. <laughs> you don't know where you are. You understand that analogy? Huh? Okay. Oh, you, some of you don't know the dynamics, dynamics between Afghanistan and America. No. We're in troubling times. However, God expects us to live a life of purpose. How do you do that? Um, recently, somebody reminded me of this quote. I saw it on his, one of his social media pages. Very powerful. Um, the purpose of life. In fact, if projection can put it up, I didn't highlight it, but please highlight it. I think somebody needs to see this. The purpose of life is a life of purpose. It's, it's just a play on words, but it's very powerful. Or you can say it this way. The purpose of life is for you to live life. Is life lived on purpose? I'm not supposed to live anyhow. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And the beginning of every year is for you to get that right and to recalibrate. We are talking about restarting. A good place to restart or reset is in purpose. Jeremiah 29, 11, I have a lot of ground to cover today. I'm going to need help. And I need to finish so many things that God has put on my heart to share with you today. So bear with me. Amplified translation. Very popular text. Yeah, in God's purpose. Now, don't mean, that doesn't mean you, that's not saying that you will not have challenges. No. That's saying in spite of whatever challenges that come, God will give you peace that surpasses all understanding. And somebody said a loud amen to that. Amen. Hallelujah. My plans for you are plans of welfare and peace, not for evil. To give you hope. Hallelujah. We are still talking about hope is rising. If you are living a life of purpose, if you are living purposefully in troubling times, you can still have hope, even though you are in troubling times. Why? You know God is taking care of your welfare. You know God has guaranteed your peace. To give you hope in your final outcome. Hallelujah. So I prophesy over everyone under the sound of my voice. You will finish 2021 well. Amen. I mean, January is a good time to start declaring that for your life. Don't wait till November to start wondering how the life has gone. Start now. And put the things you need to put in place there now. Like living purposefully. You will finish your life and your journey on this earth well in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hope in your final outcome. Now, when you read this text, I've said this a number of times in church, context is very, very important for you to fully appreciate what God was saying here. If you study Jeremiah, that part of Jeremiah 28 and 29, this was when God told these people, you are going into captivity. They had been living a backsliding life. Please hear this very, very carefully. Because many times when we are talking about hope, or when we are talking about purpose, many people think it's only for the holy people, or the people that are living right, or the righteous people. No. In any case, who is holy? Who is living right in their own sense, in their own strength? Is it not God that is helping everybody? They are backsliding the nation of Israel, and God told them, you are going into captivity. The word of the Lord came. Now, they were very, very interesting. It's like the times we are in. 
They were the real prophets like Jeremiah. And at that time, the word of God to them was a very tough word. And then there were fake prophets that were telling them everything is going to be all right. Everything is going to be all right. I, yeah, God told them everything is not going to be all right. If you have been living like rascals. So you are going to go into captivity. Nebuchadnezzar is going to come taking captivity. You will be there for 70 years, God told them. This is not one year, two years, but you are going to be there for a long time. So you better marry. Tell your children. Take wives for your children when you get there. You better give back to children. If you think it's a short journey, you are not. No. A judgment has come. How many people are glad that Christ has borne our own judgment? You know, this was Old Testament. Christ has borne our own judgment. But we can learn from the lessons. That Christ has borne your judgment does not mean you should continue in sin. <laughs> that we continue in sin that grace may abound. We are talking about abounding grace. He said, no, God forbid. You are going to go into captivity, God told them. You will be there for 70 years. Marry wives for your children. Give back to children. He said, build houses in Babylon. But in the midst of that, even though God was bringing that judgment, or better still, God was allowing judgment to come. God was telling them, I have plans for you. Rascal you. <laughs> you that have not been living right. Have not forsaken you. God never forsakes his people. And that should give even anyone that is not living right hope. Praise God. Now, bring that into the times we are living in. You see, sometimes calamity comes. Thank God Jesus has borne our own judgment. So it's not that we're under judgment. But it doesn't mean that God doesn't allow calamity to come. Like this global pandemic, how many people know that God can just flip his finger like Thanos? If you don't know who Thanos is, forget it. God can just flip there and that's the end of coronavirus. And everybody that was sick gets healed. And everybody that has died rises up from the dead. People that just died because of coronavirus. So God can just do this. But yet, God is allowing pandemic happen. Not that is the cause. And that, that, that's just a phenomenon of scripture. Praise God. I'm going somewhere with this. The point is that even when you are going through tough times, and tough times can be personal, it can be different things. Even when you are going through tough times, God still has a plan for you. That you are groaning through tough challenges doesn't mean that God has forsaken you. Praise God. So I want to tell everyone again this morning. In 2021 and in this season of tough global shaking, God has a plan for your life. God has a plan for your life. Number two, God has a plan for these times we are living in and these seasons that we are going through. There is a reason why God allowed them to go into captivity for seven years, 70 years. And there is a reason why God is allowing this global pandemic to take place at this time. It doesn't mean that he wants evil to befall us, but he somehow works out his plan in the midst of difficulties. Number three, God has a plan for his church, this local assembly, and for the body of Christ. Praise God. So the message is everybody should align to God's plan. And this should give us hope. It should birth hope in you. If you are someone that because of all the things that are happening, somehow you are, you are depressed or you are sad or you are not hopeful for 2021, because you now understand or you remember that in spite of what is going on, God still has a plan. It should birth hope in you. Hallelujah. And if you already knew that, it should stir up your hope. Praise God. So I want to talk again to us about allowing hope to rise. Being hopeful. Last week we looked at Peter's epistle, First Peter. And Peter told us how we can have hope. And I mean, I, I love what he said again just because of time. Verse 13 um, first Peter 1 13 he said therefore guard up the loins of your mind be sober and rest your hope watch this carefully again fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ we looked at that verse last week and basically what I shared last week is hope that comes through revelation I gave you four major revelations that Peter pointed us to in that text in first Peter 1 and if you can 
catch that revelation and renew your mind to that and think that way. Hope will be stirred in you. Hope will be birthed in you. If you can think about the fact that Jesus resurrected from the dead and catch that revelation. So there's hope that comes to us through revelation. We looked at that last week. I want to go in another direction today. There's hope that comes to us through experience. There's hope that comes at the revelation of Jesus Christ. I said, rest your hope on that. A grace and a hope that comes with that revelation. There's hope that comes through your experience. Through what you have gone through or what you are going through, if you handle it right, the way God wants you to handle it. Or through other people's experience. Experience does not have to be limited to just your own experience. And this is very powerful wisdom for everybody. Learn to leverage the wisdom of other people. I'll come to that in a moment. Romans chapter 5. Let's pick it up from verse 1. Somebody say, hope is rising for me. As I start this year, my hope is being stirred up. My hope is being restored. I'm going to have a victory in 2021 in the name of Jesus. Romans chapter 5 from verses 1 to 5. Therefore, having been justified by faith, in other words, now that you are born again, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith. Through Jesus we have access by faith into the grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. I'm going to come back to that as we go on. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulation. Knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. And perseverance produces character. Character produces hope. Now, notice Paul, um, Paul here is not teaching us what Peter taught us about hope. Paul was talking about knowing that Jesus was resurrected from the dead, knowing that you are kept by God's power. Revelation. This is not revelation. Paul is hammering here. Of course, revelation has a part to play, but he's not really talking about revelation. He's talking about what you go through in life, the tribulations and the challenges you go through in life. If you do it well, the way God wants you to handle it, it will birth perseverance in you. Perseverance will birth character. Character will produce hope. And then in verse 5, he said, hope does not disappoint. God no go shame us. That's what he's saying in Pigeon Bible translation. <laughs> because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hope that comes through experience. Before I go on, let's make sure everybody is on the same page in defining hope. Because hope has several meanings and different connotations to it. So this is what I'm talking about, where we are talking about having hope. What is hope? Dictionary definition, very simple. It's a feeling of what is wanted. I want to get married, and I'm feeling it that it's going to happen this year. That's hope. It's a feeling of what is wanted or what can be had. I want to buy a car this year. I want to buy a house this year. I'm trusting God for a promotion this year. What can be had? Or things or events that will turn out for the best. I'm trusting God that my marriage will be sweeter this year. To be better this year. Things that will turn out for the best. To have hope means to look forward. Look forward to something with desire. Looking forward to a desirous or a favorable 2021. And to be doing it with reasonable confidence. I mean, that's a mouthful. Look at the synonyms of hope. Anticipation. You're expecting something to happen. Expectation. Expectancy. Confidence. Desire. A goal. We've told leaders in church and all the tribes, set goals for this year. Put it, let's know your goals. Hope. If you don't have goal, you don't have hope. Optimism. Then promise. Holding on to a promise that Paul could promote. He said these are the top three you should make sure you are holding on to. Faith, hope, and love. And now he went on to say the greatest is love because God is love. But man, hope made it to the top three. And that's why we are challenging you to let your hope rise. 
You can't experience the fullness of what God has for you if you don't know how to live a life of hope. That force in your spirit, activate it and stir it up and maintain it, even if you are going through troubling times. Praise God. Like I said a moment ago, learn to leverage other people's experience. See, we are talking about hope through experience. Romans chapter 15. We've shared this text quite often in church. Look at it very closely again. Whatever things were written before Genesis to Revelation, talking about the written word of God, whatever things were written before were written for our learning. So you can go to Genesis and read about Abraham. I said we should read about Ruth and Naomi. Just four chapters. We're going to come to that again today. Read about what was written about them. Why? That we through the patience, I'm going to talk about patience as well, and comfort of scriptures. When you are reading Abraham's story, you are reading Ruth's story, you might have hope. You might have hope. You can read Ruth's story and it can inspire hope in your own life. Or stir up your hope. Another person's experience. The experience of Ruth. That's why they wrote the Bible. Not, you don't have to have the revelation of Ruth. Interestingly, in the story of Ruth, they didn't tell us how Ruth got a revelation. The Bible was very silent about that. They didn't give us any background about that. They just told us a story. Hallelujah. So, Paul mentioned five powerful truths in that text. When we are talking about having hope through experience. The first word he talked about was tribulation. Romans 5.3 said, we glory in tribulation. That's very important. Tribulation is, the English meaning is grievous trouble, not ordinary trouble. We are not talking about that you came home and your brother had eaten the air, but you wanted to eat for lunch, even though you were hungry. No, that's not what we are talking about. <laughs> grievous trouble. That's what tribulation is. What do I mean by grievous trouble? disturbance of mental and emotional calm or contentment. And I want you to understand the fact that everybody has tribulation. Don't be deceived by the way we are smiling and the way our face is shining and the suit we are wearing or the makeup we are wearing. Tribulation can be personal. You have a health challenge. You have a financial challenge. You have a challenge on your job, in your marriage. Anything that is disturbing, look at that. Your mental or emotional calmness or contentment. Think about how often you feel that way all through a day or a month or a year. It's part of life. It's part of life. It can be personal. It can be relational. So you may not be sick, but your brother is sick. Do you know that will disturb your mental and emotional comfort? Your mother is sick. Your father is sick. You, you are doing okay, but your client, your main client, their business just crashed. Your own business wasn't touched, though. The relational. People you do life with, once something touches them, it has touched you as well, one way or the other. To disturb your mental and emotional peace and calmness. It can be national. Every Nigerian knows that one. And it can be global. I mean, Corona has not really overrun our country yet. Yes, we are seeing some challenges, but hey... It's touching us as well. Because the other countries that is affecting that buy our oil, which is our main source of income, because they can't do the economy, their demand has dropped, oil price has dropped, and all that is. Tribulation is part of life. And I think that's why he's telling us that. Since Adam fell, tribulation became like air for mankind. So John 16, verse 33, Jesus told us again, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In this world, I will add because of the sin of Adam, you will have tribulation. If it doesn't come to you personally, it will come relation. I'm not cursing you, I just want you to be awake. So you won't be walking in your boxer shorts, or high heel shorts in the middle of the street in Afghanistan as an American citizen, you're wearing a USA cap. Or a MAGA cap, red cap, in the middle, and you're wearing t-shirt and shorts. They will, that won't be your story, because that guy, they will carry his cups home. And that's how most people are living spiritually. 
ignorant of what is going on around them. In this world, you will have it, but be of good cheer. This is what we are teaching. How can I have hope and live purposely, purposefully in a troubling world? I have overcome the world. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Read about Abraham, Abraham's story. You see, look at what that text in Romans 5.3. It said, glory in tribulation. Some people are crying in tribulation. Some people are depressed in tribulation. That's not what to do with tribulation. Glory in it. What does it mean to glory? Rejoice. See, we are, I'm telling you how hope comes through experience. When tribulation lands at your domot, I don't know how to say it in English, you glory in tribulation. Because <laughs> it's only a matter of time. So Abraham was barren, 90 years old. His wife, almost 100 years old, his wife, 90 years old, no child. Well, they had, had one child, but God was now telling them another child was coming. What did he do? Romans 4:18. Contrary to hope, in hope he believed. What does that mean? He was faced with a hopeless situation, but he still chose to have hope. Faith doesn't know where the money is going to come from, but he still had hope in God. Don't know how the child is going to come, but still had hope in God. Look at what they told us he did in verse 20. He did not waver the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, glorying in his tribulation. If you want a child and you can't have a child and your wife is barren, do you know that will disturb your mental calmness and contentment? Hello? Particularly if you are 90 years old plus. <laughs> Double tribulation said that you are 90 years old and you are still looking for a child. If I may say so. We've talked about Habakkuk a lot. Look at it again very quickly this morning. A hymn of faith. He put a song of hope in his mouth. Though I'm going through this tribulation that my business has crashed, economic calamity has come, I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory for the battle belongs to the Lord. You take this economic calamity that the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. That's what he was doing there. Glorying in tribulation. We are talking about how hope comes from experience. You glory, you praise God. The next thing he said was perseverance. Verse 3. Knowing that tribulation, that trouble that came, it produces perseverance in you. If you glory in the tribulation, oh, so this is what you need to learn. So it's not the first day you pray that the answer will come, sir, or may come. The answer may not come the first day. It may not come the first week. It may not come the first month. It may not come the first year. Some people have dropped off at that stage. It may not come the first five years. It may not come the first 10 years. You persevere. Like David did, like Joseph did, like Abraham did. Persevere. You continue to glory in tribulation because in your own case, God wants to do a work of perseverance. Some people need to come before they even pray. The answer has showed up. Some people, not everybody. I've shared this testimony with us. For the purpose of this teaching, I've not been sick in over 25 years. I didn't fall sick one day last year. Symptoms may come one day. As I go, I used to be fall sick before I got born again. God just did that one for me. But I waited seven years to have a first child. That was my own tribulation. The health wasn't where my own tribulation was. I've enjoyed, and not just me, my, my entire family. My child will say, ah, daddy, I'm feeling, we take just food, they will check, they say there's nothing, go back home. Because before we left home, we prayed and we broke bread. They never find anything when we get there. But out of good caution, before they come and say, Pastor, he's not a responsible father, we still go to the hospital. So people's tribulation may be different. James taught a lot about that, perseverance. James 1, please put it up for us from the board, chapter 2, from verse 2. Is somebody here learning something this morning? James 1, 2, very quickly. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. What was he telling you there? Glory in your tribulation. Not cry, not grumble, not complain. What should you do? Huh? Knowing that the testing of your faith. Next verse, verse 3. What does he do? He produces patience or perseverance. Hallelujah. 
Next verse. But let patience have a perfect work. Persevere. Your journey may be one year, it may be ten years, maybe five years. So you need perseverance, patience. Let patience have a perfect work. Don't truncate the journey after six months. The tribulation, God allowed you to come to build perseverance in you. Hallelujah. Let it have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. That's where God is taking you to. Can I hear a loud amen? Like we said about Abraham, God had blessed him in all things. Genesis 24, 1, lacking nothing. Hallelujah. Take the prophets, the Abraham, the Ruth, the, the Job's prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as an example of suffering and patience. Leverage from the experience. The things that were written were written so that you can have comfort and hope. Take the prophets as an example of suffering and experience. Indeed, we count them blessed who endure. Those are the people that tell us a lot about their story in scriptures. The heroes of our faith. They persevered through their tribulation. Rejoicing while they were going through it. They made mistakes here and there. But the positive testimonies, they persevered. You have heard of the perseverance of Job. Learn from his experience. There is a hope that can be birthed and can be stirred when you go through certain things. A hope that will bring you to a place of lacking nothing. Oh, hallelujah. You have heard of the perseverance of Job. What God intended. This is what God was sending Jeremiah. I'm going to allow this thing to happen. But my thoughts are thoughts of peace not of evil, to give you a hope in your future. God allowed what happened to Job to happen because God intended good for him at the end of the day. Some of those things we can never understand. And I believe that's why sometimes they don't come by revelation, they come by experience. Who is going to teach you? A, which pastor will teach that sermon? Your wife will die. Your children will die. You will lose your business, you lose your money, you lose your health. I prophesy it over you. Who will teach that one? It doesn't come by revelation, sir. You go through the world valley of the shadow of death. You just wake up one day, they come and tell you, hey, there was one where we that came, everybody has died. But in that kind of crazy tribulation, God still has a plan. You have to know that. We don't preach those kind of things. Who's going to pray and prophesy that your wife will die this week? We can't preach that. So it's not by revelation, it's by experience. It has just happened. Okay, now that it has happened, how do we do it? We glory in that tribulation. And we keep glorying in patience and perseverance. That's what Job did. Hallelujah. Look at what he said. You heard about the perseverance of Job, seeing the end that God intended, that the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. You would think God was wicked. Why do you allow his wife die? I mean, his children die. Why do you allow the devil to touch his health? But that's not the truth. Why do you allow us going to captivity for 70 years? 70, God, 70. But the truth really is that God is compassionate. And merciful. Maybe your captivity because of your rascal should have been 7,000 years. God of mercy just reduced this to 70 for you. But we can't know those things. It's difficult to teach them. So you experience them. And while you are walking through that valley of shadow of death, like I know every one of us here is walking through something or the other, God is there with you. Hallelujah. And God has a plan for you. So have hope. Praise God. Hallelujah. That perseverance, the next one, Romans 5, 4, produces character. Produces character. Job's wife didn't persevere. She lacked character. Job persevered. She didn't get the thing that God intended for her. We, we, I mean, Job had to marry somebody else. They didn't tell us what happened to her. But look at what she said. Is this the kind of wife anybody even wants? Job 2 verse 9. Then his wife said to him, in the middle of his tribulation, his friends were even trying to comfort and encourage him. 
and try and tell him, Job, you need to repent. You've done something wrong. Look at what his wife told him. Do you still hold fast to your integrity? Are you still praying? Are you still joining prayer with Dr. K? Why didn't Dr. K pay up, allow this trouble not to come? You are still joining pursuits. You mean you are still paying your tithe to that church? Don't move too much. They will I'm talking about you. Just hear the word of the Lord this morning. You mean you are still serving in that church? Are you still maintaining your integrity? Cause God and die. Now, nobody will say that today. Because we have Job's wife's record. <laughs> but check their attitude. It's cause God ten times and die. People's attitude. Tribulation can be very difficult. So if you don't handle it well, listen to how Job responded. He said to her, and this is very important. Word of faith, people need to read things like this. Before you start living as if you can't have challenges, walking around in t-shirt and shorts in the middle of Afghanistan with a MAGA hat. Spiritually speaking. <laughs> he said to her, you speak, watch this, when you are not someone that can persevere. He said, you speak as one of the foolish women. The emphasis there is not women. The emphasis is foolish. It's foolishness to believe that. Or no character husband. It's not about a woman. It's about attitude. Hallelujah. Let me begin to close. You see, that character was the secret of Ruth. Let's go to the book of Ruth. That character was a secret, and I want to leave that with us today. I've gone a bit over my time, but I'll try and quickly wrap up. Is somebody learning something? Let your hope rise in 2021. Sometimes the journey for that is through an experience of tribulation. Sometimes. Facts. Most times, I will say. So this is what to do. So, in the book of Ruth, quickly look at verse 20 and 21. The Bible records Naomi's state here. I mean, I've told you to read the book. This woman, um, Ruth's grandmother, Naomi, I mean, mother-in-law, she and her husband moved to Moab. They left Israel, Jerusalem. And the husband died. Her two sons died. By then, they were married. She had lost everything as it were. And she had become hopeless depressed no hope for her future this is what she said of herself and i want anyone that may be feeling like this in one way or the other please hear the word of the lord let hope rise this morning she said to them this she was when she got back to jerusalem because what now happened hope now said coming she had that hey god has brought prosperity and restoration in israel so she was going back home when she got there she said don't call me now me when she arrived, they said, ah, this is Naomi. She has come back. She said, don't call me that name. Naomi meant good. The name meant good, pleasant, or lovely. That's what her name was. She said, don't call me good. Don't call me pleasant. Don't call me lovely. Call me Mara. Mara means bitter. Why? Because of the experience she had. For the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. Verse 21, I went out full, and the Lord has brought me home again empty. Why do you call me Naomi? Why do you call me good? Why do you call me pleasant? Why do you call me Naomi? Since the Lord has testified against me and the Almighty has afflicted me. This is what I want us to learn from this story. She had come to a place of hopelessness. And like we prayed during the New Year's Eve service, she was only going back because she had good news that the fortunes had turned around, that God had visited Israel. So learn to pray prayers of visitation. That's the first prayer point we made. Now, when she was going back, <laughs> praise God. Hallelujah. When she was going back, she told her two daughter-in-laws, um, the two daughters-in-law, Naomi and Opa, look, don't bother coming with me. Because there are Moabites. I don't have any husband for you to marry. The culture and the covenant they had was that they are supposed to stay with that mother-in-law till death do you pass. She said, go back. She was the one telling them to go back. Praise God. Hallelujah. I don't have any husband again. Go back. And she prevailed on them. Opa went back. But Ruth said no. Verse 15, very quickly. Please. Um, Ruth 1.15. Quickly, watch this very carefully. This is the lesson. Because this is going to happen for you in 2021. There are things that are going to come to tempt you to act out of character. No commitment. 
no commitment. She said, so after Opa went, Naomi was now the other one. Your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods because of the tribulation. Return after her, after your sister-in-law. Look at what Ruth said. How she developed this kind of character, the Bible was quiet about it. But you must be like this kind of person. But Ruth said, entreat me not to leave you. Don't tell me to stop coming to church. See, the lesson here is that this is the kind of commitment you should demonstrate to God and to the things of God. It comes from a depth of character. And I'm telling you, sometimes this character is built through when you go through things like this man had gone through, husband had died, father-in-law had died. Don't tell me to leave you or to turn back from following after you. Don't tell me to stop tithing. Don't, don't forsake the character. The Bible says the foundation is destroyed. What can righteous do? Don't because of tribulation you are going through. You now stop praying. You now start coming, stop coming to church. Stop giving. Stop serving. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you this morning? Listen, no, in 2021, there will be tribulation. Don't be like Opa. Vocally or silently, the attitude is the main one to watch. You know we are talking about restart. Hallelujah. The attitude, the one that God can see that men cannot see. Lift your hands, begin to talk to God this morning. Oh, yeah, I'm going to give you two prayer points. We're going to pray very quickly. Two prayer points. Talk to God. Thank you, Lord. Regardless of the tribulation I'm going through, I will glory in my tribulation. Someone needs to make that declaration this morning. I will rejoice in spite of my challenges. I will put a song of hope in my lips like Habakkuk and I will sing it. And I will persevere while I'm doing it. I will not do it for one day and stop, or one week, or one month, or one year. I will persevere. And I will allow character to be developed in me. Character that births commitment to your word, commitment to your principles. Come on, talk to God. Talk to God. We have just a few minutes. Talk to God. This is how you start your year. This is how you start your year. If you are going to be a person that has hope in troubling times and someone that is committed to the plan of God in troubling times, you need character. You can't be an upper that because you can't see tomorrow, you will make wrong choices. Come on, talk to God. Talk to God. Perseverance produces hope. Someone, you need to renew your commitment to the things of God and let God know in spite of the tribulation I face, I will continue to persevere. By your grace, I will persevere by your grace. Manshataya la posotopa. Oh, yakataya la brekede berekeda brosoto. Listen to me. Listen to me before we pray this morning. There are some tribulations in life. Like what these women were facing. Husband had died. Father-in-law had died. No children. If you have no character... You will not have any compass to navigate those things. There is nothing in natural that can help you. Most likely, most of us will do what Opa did. The only people that will take this path through, and God will take you through this kind of test. God called Abraham one day, kill Isaac for me. Because God had a plan that Abraham wasn't sure of. Only character will help you to navigate. Hear me and hear me well, oh. No character, no principles. There's one president now. Is no principle lifestyle. The, the wind has blown and we are now seeing the backside of the chicken. And he has been doing it for years. No principles. Commitment to principles, what I'm talking about. Character, no compass or direction in life. So you're going to pray with me this afternoon in the limited time we have. Father, grant me grace and strength. To remain committed to the things and the principles of God in this year of my life and beyond. Open your mouth and pray that prayer. Put it up on the, on the wall for us. Grace and strength to remain committed like Ruth. I can't see a future but the future that hope is showing me. Grant me grace and strength to remain committed to the things and the, I will continue to serve God though out of character and perseverance i will continue 
I'm not going to forsake my mother-in-law. The covenant I made said I should stay with her till death do us pass. Yes, the husband has died. There's natural reason to go, but that's not commitment. Come on, pray that prayer. I have just a minute or two for you to lead this prayer point. Grace and strength to remain committed to the things. To the things. One more minute, pray that prayer. Lord, this year and beyond, from this day forward, I receive grace and strength to remain committed to the things and the principles of God. The things and the principles of God. Like roots stuck with Naomi. Help me to stick with your word. Help me to stick with prayer. Help me to stick with giving. Help me to stick with the things of the kingdom that you have showed me and you have taught me. Don't let me because of tribulation forsake these things. Come on, pray that prayer. Pray that prayer. Second prayer point this morning. Look up. Look up at the board. Lord, grant me grace and wisdom to make the right choices and decisions in life. Listen. Some things don't look like opportunities. They don't look like opportunities. But they are. Root sticking with a mother-in-law was an opportunity of eternity. She ended up be being a progenitor of Christ. She could never have dreamed about that. In that. Where, where is she going to get that from? God had a plan. But that plan required a woman with character. <laughs> Praise God. An opportunity. Go with your aged mother-in-law. There is no, naturally speaking, there is no hope to marry again or to have children. But there is hope in God. Hallelujah. Some things never look like opportunities, but they are. So I pray for you as we pray this prayer point, may you develop a depth of character that will allow you to see and see such divine opportunities this year and beyond in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. Father, grant me grace and wisdom to always make the right choices and decisions in life. Grace and wisdom to make the right choices and decisions in life. Grace and wisdom to make the right choices. Come on, pray, pray, pray. Kanamo satire. Egedaya labosho tofa. One minute, pray that prayer. The grace and the wisdom in 2021 to make the right choices. Ruth made the right choice. Opa made the wrong choice. Grant me the grace and the wisdom. When I'm at a door that does not look like opportunity, Lord, help me not to turn back. Let me see through the eye of wisdom and with the light of hope and the light that is coming out of a developed character. Help me to make my choices based on character. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Remain standing just a few more minutes and we close. So here's the lesson today. Big lesson. There are life situations where the character you have developed becomes the light and the hope that you have in and through the darkness before you. Your mind can never fathom it. No professor can help you. CNN cannot help you. The only thing that can give you life, that, that's what he's teaching us here. The next thing he said was that character produces hope. You know why Ruth still followed Naomi? She trusted in the covenant she had made. Even though, naturally speaking, that's what the Bible told in contrary to hope, Abraham believed, no, there's no hope. But I will stick to this God. There's no hope. But we stick to this covenant. There are some life situations. Look at the story. Husband dead. No children. Father-in-law dead. If the father-in-law was alive in their, in their, um, in their, what do they call it again? Their culture. She can marry the father-in-law and he can father children to her. There was nothing. No hope. The only light, the only hope was from the character. Opa didn't have that character. Hope through experience. You, you don't know this thing except you go through it. Sir, there are some things I can teach you because I went through seven years of barrenness. Nobody taught me. 
the revelations that are helping me to go through other things in life. Nobody taught me. Visions I had. They can't teach you. They don't know it. Nobody knows it. No pastor will advise her to go with that woman. Hope through experience. Hallelujah. And this way it all communicates in. Now, verse 5, the glory of God. That's why we are teaching you to have hope. Hope does not disappoint. In verse 2, he said, rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Lift your hands. I prophesy over you. You will see the glory of God in 2021. In your marriage, in your career, in your home, in your business. Through hope from God, you will see the glory of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Said this hope that comes out of character, it can you can follow an old woman to a country you've never been before. To a culture you've never been before. This hope will produce glory for you. And that is the story of the believer. Glory be to God. Put up Romans 8, 18 for us. I love the title in my Bible, From Suffering to Glory. I prophesy again over somebody on the sound of my voice. 2021, your testimony shall be from tribulation to glory. From suffering to glory. From pain to glory. From shame to glory. But allow hope to rise. It is hope that brings this kind of glory. Romans 8, 18. For I consider that the sufferings, the tribulation of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. Now ultimately, it's talking about the glory we'll get when we get to heaven. But like I've told you over and over, we can start enjoying part of that glory here on earth. God's plan, when he allows you to go through 70 years of captivity, or when he allows a global pandemic to come on the world you are in. Because God always has a plan. At the end of the day, it's for you to see glory. God has a plan. And Isaiah 61 captures it. Please put up verse 7 for us. We're going to pray with this last verse. Final minute. We've prayed it before. we pray it again. Isaiah 61 verse 7. Instead of your shame for you. <laughs> Name is better than any other thing, no? The T name now, one president like that is not a good brand anymore. You shall be named the priest of the Lord. They shall call you the servants of our God. You shall eat the riches of Gentiles. I know you are going through tribulation. No, verse 1 of this verse says, Arise and shine, your light has come. You shall eat the riches of Gentiles. Sorry, that's in chapter 60. And in their glory, you shall boast. Why should I have hope, Pastor? God has glory at the end of the day. When God allows tribulation, it's because he has glory at the end of the day. Whether it's that you are going through 70 years of captivity or there's a global pandemic, if you give up and refuse to have hope in the midst of tribulation, you will miss the glory. That will not be your story. Come on, lift your hands and pray with me this morning. For my shame, I shall have glory. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Put up that verse 7. Let's pray it for one minute. For shame I shall have glory. For reproach I shall have glory. Double honor shall be my portion. I will eat the riches of Gentiles in their glory. In their glory that comes from the glory that God gives. I will make my boast. One more minute. Open your mouth and pray that prayer. Pray that prayer. Pray that prayer. Let this kind of hope arise in you. The hope that comes through experience. Let it arise in you. The end of the day, God has glory in store for you. God's plan is for you to come out in glory, to give you a future, a bright end, a hope, an expected end. That is the plan of God. God is not wicked. He won't allow you to go through difficulty and not have something better in store for you. Like he did for Job, like he did for Ruth. God has glory. God has glory at the end. So let hope rise. Let hope rise. Let glory in your tribulation. Learn to rejoice when you are challenged. Learn to persevere as you glory. Let that perseverance produce character in you. And out of that character, hope.
hope will rise and that hope will bring you glory come on pray 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 that will be your portion that shall be your testimony put up that final statement i have for for, for them here yeah. pray this is the prayer hope that is formed out of character character that was developed through perseverance perseverance that was refined in the furnace of tribulation that's how this glory comes hope hallelujah hope hope came out of character she told her don't tell me to go back i don't know how husband will come i don't have children i don't know how children will come but this is my covenant and i'm putting my hope in it did not make sense unknown to her god has a plan hope that is formed or that is birth that comes out of character there's no other way you can get it we can't teach you this thing sir you are going to go through your seven years of barrenness or deal but there's a way to go through it you glory in tribulation you persevere in that glory you allow it build character <laughs> character the out of that hope will come and that hope will bring you into glory Hallelujah. Lift your hands and thank him one more minute. Somebody received this word. I took a lot of time today. God told me, teach them that today. Teach it, teach it, teach it. Come on, receive it. Receive it into your spirit. This is how to restart. Restart in hope. Hope is rising. Receive it. Receive it into your spirit. You go back and listen to this message. You go back and meditate on the scriptures. Plus the scriptures our father Dr. K gave us. You meditate. And you allow hope to rise. Allow hope to rise. In the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise. Thank you because we shall see glory this year. As we restart in your purpose and your plans, we shall see the glory of God. In Jesus' mighty name. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 0000640.